Today on the pod, I am very ill, but I managed to drag myself out of bed to record this pod. We're going to review John Wick 3, Parabellum. John's going to review Wine Country with his lovely wife, Jamie. Is that true, John? Yeah, she is lovely, and I am going to review that, yes. <laughs> and finally, we're going to play a new game. Call it. In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy to me. What up? Welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me podcast, a film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. Uh, apologies, I am a little bit under the weather. I've got a cold. My throat is very, very hoarse. No, it's not a pun of what I'm going to be talking about in John Wick Three, but I do have my John with me. Uh, you may know him as John. I know him as Deska. Descamento, how you doing, buddy? What up? Are we doing what ups now? Yeah, it was basically another podcast. Kind of took the piss out of how I do my intros, so I was like, okay, and that. That's me poking fun back at them, so... uh... (laughs) We're far too cool for Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've realised how dad humour that looks straight away. But um, how you doing, boy? It's been a minute since you've been on the pod. I know. I've been loving listening to it without me, to be honest. It's my favourite kind of pod, one where I'm not on it. It's a surprise, you know. But, uh, yeah, I loved... talking about long shot I, I we, me and jamie actually went to watch that so i wanted to get involved when i was listening to it but um for you were quite kind with it it was it was good but i'm not sure deserved four but that's just me you know me i'm i'm cynical with comedy comedies mm, i think like there's a poster i saw that went it's the best comedy this year and i was like yeah but that's <laughs> like being the best looking person in clacton <laughs> yeah we don't have any listeners in clacton do we well, well, well. If we do, then I, I uh, retract that statement. But uh, speaking about retracting statements and the like, have you? Uh, are you one of these people that has signed the petition about Game of Thrones, John? Hell no! I've ranted against those. Those people need to be. <laughs> cold off the face of this earth. What are the, What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh, I, I agree with some of their points, but look, come on, man! Like this is. Let's let's see the finale at least before uh, before we comment too much. Anyway, what what we're talking about, in case you weren't aware, is that um, a lot of people were upset about the treatment of Game of Thrones this particular season. And after episode five, there's a massive petition for people to to ask them to basically redcon the whole season and kind of say, no, we're going to remake it. Which obviously HBO are sitting there, they're billions of dollars, going, no, of course we're not going to do this. And uh, I just wonder, has there ever been a petition? For these films to actually ever do anything, so like the erase the last Jedi. Do you remember that was that one last year? Um, there's one about Robert Patterson, which we'll talk about in mm, news as well. Yes. If you are the sort of person that signs these petitions, I'd love to hear from you about what really <laughs> made you tick to like really go to that level of detail. I'm afraid it's indicative of a very self-important generation, isn't it? And I include myself in that as well. But come on, I mean. The petition started after the last episode specifically, right? The last... I'm sure everyone's caught up with it. I mean, that's been coming for a long time. Fair enough if production values have gone downhill or... But if it's just you don't like what happened in the story, then I think you need to grow up a little bit, don't you? And I, I, I mean, it's been coming for so many seasons and Game of Thrones has had its dips, peaks and troughs, for eight seasons so getting angry now is just 
the most childish thing I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, run over. There you go. <laughs> I agree. I do agree that, yes, the obvious twist that happened in this episode or came to fruition anyway uh, has been obviously foreshadowed for a very, very long time. But the difference between foreshadowing and just jumping to it, I think that's just a symptom of having like only six episodes no, for this whole no, season. Finny, you've tr- been taken in by Amelia Clark and her adorableness because... She's been <laughs> she's been at it for eight seasons. I think if if that hasn't been crept up on you, I think you've been taken in by the mother of dragons. Maybe maybe I've been charmed. Anyway, speaking of charm, should we talk about the the next mo- the next review that has literally charmed my socks off? Go on then. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. Trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in affair. So, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, uh, is the third film in the John Wick franchise. I highly recommend, if you've not seen the third film, uh, sorry, if you've not seen the first or second film, to see them before you see this film, because the story of John Wick is literally a, from the moment the first film ends, the next film starts. And that's where we are in this movie. Moments after the end of John Wick Chapter 2, he has just been excommunicadoed by the Continental, and he is on the run. He has a contract on his head for a lot of money, and every assassin pretty much much in the world is after him Uh, he basically has to go on a journey to try and get this excommunicado contract off his head obviously while unearthing a bunch of other stuff Uh, this is keanu reeves basically putting in a masterstroke performance in this character i hold these films in very high regard i think the first film was absolutely brilliant the second film kind of took me a minute to, to actually love it the way I do. I think the reason why was because in the first film it was so uh, restricted. It was a very focused storyline and it opened up the idea of this bigger world of assassins but you kind of didn't know too much about it where the second film obviously blew up that world so that you could see that it was a multi-layered I suppose mytholo- uh, mythology behind all this sort of stuff as well. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3 takes that and expands it to a universe. There is literally a a higher table, so to speak, overlooking all of this. And John Wick is... You start to see little ways of how the John Wick lore comes into this. You even learn a bit about his origin stories. But it's not its not like a, oh, we're going to go back and retell you some stuff. No, it just drops some breadcrumbs in there. In terms of cast, obviously, Keanu Reeves is back in a returning role. Halle Berry's in this as well. Uh, she is playing a an old acquaintance of John. I won't go into any more detail than that. Ian McShane is back as Winston and Lawrence Fishburne is also reprising his role. I was really hoping that somehow that um, Mary Claire would come back into this and complete the Trinity, pardon the pun, and get all of the uh, Matrix Illumini in this. But alas, that did not happen. There are some literal uh, Hollywood royalty spluttered in this film. And I'm not going to spoil because uh, they've managed to keep their names really quiet attached to this film until you see them on the screen. I I love this film. It goes up to 11 with the with the violence of course it does it's a John Wick film the guy who directs this uh, used to be a used to be Keanu Reeves um, stunt coordinator and obviously they know each other very well and they've obviously sat down and went right we've done everything we could for John Wick 1 and 2 how can we make this better how can we make this more intense how can we make this more elaborate this is a film you definitely want to watch in the cinema literally the opening scene a dude gets 
bludgeoned with a book, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, it's just, you can feel every punch and everyone in the cinema is going, oh, and clapping along with all of the kick-ass moments in this. John, are you a John Wick man? Have you seen the films? I'm, I'm not, no. I'm ashamed to say, but I do love Keanu. Oh, mate, this is... Uh, this is the Keanu Renaissance. These uh, these films right now on Amazon Prime is John Wick Chapter Three. So uh, sorry, Chapter Two. Get on it and uh, give it a watch. Um, wow, what can I say other than just how much I enjoyed this film? Uh, the fight choreography is absolutely incredible. It is taken homage for other films like The Raid, uh, even pays tribute to True Lies. There's a scene where literally John has to steal a horse and escape for a city. Very reminiscent, obviously, of Arnie in that film. Um, I don't really know how much more I can say about this. It's stylistically, it is beautiful. Believe it or not, the guy who does the cinematography for this film also done the cinematography for The Shape of Water. Uh, but obviously, two very different contexts. I've got to go five out of five. Yes, the story goes a little bit convoluted, but look, if you've come for entertainment, if you've come as a lover of the John Wick franchise, this cranks it up to 11, and this makes you wish that they will always be making these movies. Keanu Reeves hasn't aged a day. He's fantastic in this role. He is an amazing martial artist. He's an amazing actor. Um, again, I can't sing any more praises than this. It's definitely up there for one of the films of the year. Is it gonna be? A, is there going to be a fourth one on the horizon? I really, really hope so. Um, yes, there is... There are some breadcrumbs left of where the story could go. And yes, I do think that the fourth film, if we do get one, is going to happen moments after the events of this film. There you have it. Five out of five. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabell. We can keep this up as long as you'd like. But this only ends one way. So a few weeks ago, we had Bill from BatmanOnFilm.com uh, on the podcast. We were talking about the decision that Ben Affleck was going to step down as Batman. And we were talking about where we think they might go and just this interesting time of speculation. Now, they've made kind of a formal announcement that the, the coal has been found. And it looks like it's going to be Robert Patterson. And I've coined the phrase R-Bats. And uh, I'm, I'm generally stoked about this. Robert Patterson, in my opinion, has had a bit of a renaissance in his own career since Twilight. It's been in some amazing films. John, are you an R-Pats guy? Uh, I'm not an R-Pats guy, but I could be an R-Bats guy. I think the only way is up. Yes, well, again, talking about petitions, there was another petition online for him to be removed as the Cape Crusader. In all honesty, people, like, chill the fuck out. Seriously, go watch uh, just anything after he's done Twilight and then kind of have an opinion on that. It's kind of... Let's wait until we hear a little bit more about the film. We don't know what the story's going to be. We don't know anything else other than Matt Reeves' is directing... And look, they said they wanted to go younger. The irony is that a lot of people are saying that uh, he's too young for the role. You're aware that he's actually older than when Christian Bale was when he took the role. So let's just let's just chill out. How, how old is our, our Pats then? He's uh, 33. 33. That's a good age. Good age. Good age to be Batman. <laughs> you could be Batman. Couldn't you? <laughs> you only have to be 33. Oh, in my dreams, John. In my dreams. So did you see the Black Mirror trailer that dropped earlier on in the week? I did. I've seen it and I love it. I, it just it kind of looks like more of the same, which is exactly what you want from Black Mirror, right? Uh, but I I will say that there's awesome there's some amazing uh, acquisitions. So we've got Miley Cyrus in one, which seems quite mm -hmm. meta. 
Um, and I reckon that could be a really interesting uh, casting choice. And the uh, the man from Fleabag, um, I can't think of his name now, the actor, but uh, who, who did such an amazing job in that series. Go and watch Fleabag if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, mm. so it looks like some great uh, acquisitions and some awesome ideas as usual. What one took your took your fancy? I think the one because basically what's been released is what looks like is an edit from three episodes, and it says three episodes dropping soon. I hope this is going to be like a staged release, so like there's going to be three episodes now, maybe three episodes later, and maybe even another three after that. I'm hoping that's the case. Anyway, I'll be a bit gutted if it's only three episodes. Um, Anthony Mackie, I think, is a really underrated actor. Uh, he really actually does have layers to a lot of the films he performs. Obviously, people think of Falcon, Winter Soldier, but he's actually done some really, really interesting roles. And this is an opportunity for him to flex those muscles again. And Black like Black Mirror is absolutely incredible of all this sort of stuff. The only thing is that I feel like in the last couple of seasons, it's kind of lost its uniqueness, if that makes sense, because it's gone so big budget and such big names being attached to these uh these productions that it kind of loses a little bit about what made it so edgy and uh, I'm a I kind of feel like it's still going in that direction but maybe I'm just being an old man yelling at a cloud I can yeah I, can, I see what you, your point but I think um I think that just gives it more scope uh I think the thing that's gonna hinder it is when Charlie Brooker and co run out of interesting ideas and I haven't really seen any sign of that yeah uh as indicated in the last series where that last episode was just like all the offcuts of these ideas that in any other series would make a great episode but he you know he seems to have so many that um he could afford to have a kind of amalgamation of all these all these uh cuts that didn't make it so i think that's what's going to hinder it i like the big budget i think it's slightly different it gives it a different feel they film in different locations, different cultures. I've, I I kind of like that. Fair enough. Uh, call it. What's your favourite ever Black Mirror episode? Oh mate, that is so hard. I I could name a few. I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. Okay. Firstly, okay. the very first episode with the pig. Uh, the timing. The fact yeah. that David Cameron allegedly may or may not have done what he did. Uh, you know, just <laughs> added added to their hysteria and it was just that shock factor of watching it that one and i'm sure many other people had it i had a sense of like i've never seen anything like this i can't believe what i've just seen and it was amazing but um san junipero is definitely in my top three and hang the dj might just pip it because i'm a sucker for a happy ending so I like the happy endings or where someone has to fuck a pig, you know, one of the two. <laughs> oh, okay, I agree with you. It's really hard to pick one episode. I'm going to go with two. Um, probably the White Christmas episode, the one with John Hammond. Like, I, I love that episode because I literally did not see any of this coming. And every time it opens up another layer and it becomes more interesting more intertwining and it was it was an anthology within an anthology right it was like three stories in one i thought it was masterful Mm. and i'll probably agree with you that saint junipero was the only happy ending i can think of in black mirror and that's a rarity in itself but it's just the the way it touched the the nostalgic 80s stuff but in a new way and I, i liked that so um so yeah, if it can match those sort of dizzying heights, then I'm I'm all for it. 
Uh, do you think this is three episodes, or do you think we're getting more? They're just being an interesting release schedule. I think they're back to three, because they did the first few seasons were free a season weren't they uh, so I think maybe cause they, and then they did six or five or six so maybe that was just biting off slightly more than they could chew but this is the great thing about Netflix you know it has a fluid fluidity where then they can be as long as they like be as short as they like they can come out in batches of three or they can be linked it's it, it's uh I hope we get a few more surprises, to be honest. Mm. I hope we get another, like, Bandersnatch surprise. Uh, that was awesome, by the way, at the start of the year, wasn't Definitely. it? Definitely. I think they totally used that. I think they used that, uh, a new, really interesting concept, really well. They've been reusing it on Netflix, so they've done a Bear Grylls version of this, which, <laughs> it's so bad, it's almost good. So it's essentially, he's been, like, parachuted down onto Have you seen it? Have you, like, played no, it? No, I've heard about it. But he basically is parachuted down onto an island or a, a location and he'll give you two options and it might be, do we set camp here or do we go up to the top of this hill? And, you know, you go left or right, basically. And sometimes it's like really interesting decisions. And sometimes it is literally the most mundane, like, why are we doing this? Of a, should I eat this or should I eat this other thing and it's just like oh it's so bad it's almost good uh, but not quite but uh, I'm, I'm hoping there's other uses of this technology other than just bare grills hanging on a rope mm-hmm. but uh, anyway more Black Mirror yeah, it can't be a bad thing uh, did you know this week is the Cannes Film Festival at the moment John? I did yes I always you always hear about that what's the looking good what's not well first of all i had a couple of people who are reporting there at the moment wondering if i was there and i was just like do you generally think that we're that good that we can go to the Cannes film festival but uh one of the things i did hear about what's happening at the festival was uh was the rocket man premiere and everyone is raving about this film everyone's come out of that screening saying this is a a oscar worthy performance from taron egerton and that this is definitely one of the films of the year. So if we weren't already hyped for this film, like this is just going to amplify that upwards to 11, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Although I've I've read a very critical review from someone that I respect, so that's dampened my enthusiasm. But I, I still think... Uh, can it live up to Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't think so. But um, the fact... I mean, it's, it's following the same thing. Like Elton is producing it, right? So he's having a huge input and say on everything uh, and sort of the gist of the review was it was a little that didn't really get to the the core of the man there was a bit too much uh, mystery about it really ah oh. not very vulnerable yeah but um i'm i'm definitely willing to uh, for that not to be the case and to to enjoy it so we'll see i kind of just hope that this isn't going to be a time where everyone just goes and shits on bow rap because of this film. Do you know what I mean? Like it seems to be like you're either a massive supporter or a massive hater on Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like rocket man and bow rap are two completely different films. Yes. Okay. A lot of people who worked on bow rap are actually working on rocket man. And yes, it's following a, a music star struggling with his sexuality and, and with himself and all that sort of stuff. But look, keep it separate you can like both you can like vanilla ice cream you can like chocolate ice cream like yeah we can all enjoy ice cream as long as we all get ice cream that's all that fucking matters right so i just uh i just hope that we get an awesome film soundtrack's awesome and from early reviews from what i've read and what i've seen so far is that hopefully we're we are going to get that 
When you were a kid, John, did you like the film Cliffhanger? Remind me, because I feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember it very well. You've probably seen everyone parody it. So the idea is that it was Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he was a mountaineer instructor with a shady past. And uh, unfortunately, on a climb, he loses a loved one. And uh, basically, that's the backstory to this this film based in mountains and lots of things like that. It's an 80s film, classic hallmark. Uh, Hot Shots part duh, as well as... Um, Ace Ventura, when nature calls, uh, parodies a very famous scene where uh, he's he's literally hanging off the side of a cliff, holding on to his loved one, and accidentally drops her. Anyway, they're remaking the film uh, for modern audiences, and uh, it's got the seal of approval from Sly himself. And uh, the big twist is that they're basically going to be doing a gender swap on this, and that is basically the lead's going to be female. We don't know who that's going to be played yet. But the, the love interest who gets fridged at the start is going to be Jason Momoa, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, like we shouldn't really be caring about who the bloke who's going to be off in the first five minutes is. Like, Why aren't they finding the lead first? And why aren't they talking about that? I don't really get that. But, um, but anyway, it's yeah, interesting enough. What's your, your take on this, John? Jason Momoa, I mean... So he dies in the first five minutes, falling off a cliff, I presume. Essentially, oh, yeah. Oh, no, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, buried alive. I guess we're going to have to get a, a pretty tough tough lady to kind of match that then. Who, who do you think? Who would you suggest? Let's get Amelia Clark. just get them back together. <laughs> Obviously work. Why not? That would be quite cool. Uh, but this is quite interesting, especially about our review last week of The Hustle, and actually it's a shame that... Uh, we did have more time with Hannah Flint last week. We were talking about uh, gender she was awesome. swap remakes and things like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely incredible. And we'd love to have her back on sometime. What about Ronda Rousey? She could do it. Or what? To, what, get on the pod? What do you mean? In the film? <laughs> I meant the film, but I mean, if she's available, we could have her on, I suppose. Uh, I've just been playing Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> and she does the voice of Sonya Blade in it. No, I'm not joking. Like she's like been, she does the mo, I don't know if she has the mocap for it, but like they've, they made a big deal about getting her to do the voice on it and she is not a very good voice actor. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's a hard crossover. MMA to acting, it's not quite as natural as WWE, is it? But. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, the, this whole concept of look, it's not. It's okay. It's great on paper to take a concept and twist it in a way that we may not have expected to see coming. I.e., the hustle on paper, dirty rotten scoundrels. We're going to make it modern and we're going to put female leads in. Awesome. Why not give it a go? But if the film itself is just not good, then it doesn't matter what gender the the, the protagonists are in this in the film right get the story right and yeah okay don't let the selling point be it's a gender swap on a previous thing we've expected right because it's you're kind of already setting yourself up for failure and at the same time like you should be shouting about the positives of the film and the story not just about the you thought it was a bloke now it's a woman <laughs> you know or vice versa so yeah i I don't hold high regard because this is the first thing that they want to talk about and not about the, oh, we're going to go higher than we've ever done before in a film or we're going to get some really interesting people to be in this film. Or, yeah, it's just, a, oh, it was a bloke, it's now a woman. And it's just like, a, we can try harder than that. We're not pushing for equality just so that you can make a subpar thing. That's, I suppose, my my take on it. Mm, that's a fair fair take on it i i agree anyway that's a bit that's a bit kilroy for this pod isn't it <laughs> a bit kilroy let's bring it up a bit just to finish off the news uh this is a film franchise i hold very dear to my heart even though i'll be the first to say they're not particularly great 
Um, the the Is Fallen, Has Fallen trilogy is coming to its fruition. Angel Has Fallen. This is going to be Mike Bannon's final, well, we think final take uh, out there in the world of espionage. Is that what to call it? Uh, obviously, it's Gerard Butler reprising the role of Mike Banning. It's... Yeah, it looks terrible, whilst at the same time looking incredible. Uh, I'd stand by this. Olympus Has Fallen is actually a damn good action film. London Has Fallen had eyes bigger than its belly, uh, and this film at least looks like they're trying to keep the scope a little bit more restricted. But uh, but yeah, John, have you seen the trailer and what did you think? I love... Yeah, I, I can't... I mean, I watched Olympus Has Fallen and I didn't know what to make of it. I, it's somewhere between a spoof and an action movie and i did kind of love it like you yeah there was some charm to it so i'm yeah i'm i'll go in for this don't go into uh seriously but uh i'm i mean how can you not enjoy it on some level surely it's got something for everyone it's just mindless violence <laughs> and high fives right like and morgan freeman's in it we need these films the mark of approval yes yes exactly or if you watch the trailer i think there's an assumption that he's not in it for long <laughs> but uh but let's uh let's not spoil it from that perspective anyway looking really forward to it and that's your news it's an amazing day in one country when was the last time we were all together i just want this to feel like a regular vacation and somewhere in there i'll just slide into 50 <laughs> Age is just a number. What would you say your soul's age is? 18. Old enough to drink and bone. Don't have my own car yet. Jamie. Yes, John? Have you ever watched a movie with loads of funny people in it and you think, there's no way this film is not going to be funny? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, you have. I have. And then it's been a a total letdown. Yes, and as a matter of fact, I just watched a film. Really? Just like that, yeah. What was it called? It was called... Wine Country. Wine Country, I watched yes. on Netflix with you, in fact, earlier today. Yes. So we are reviewing Wine Country straight off the bat. Not our favourite. Not So our we're favorite. not going to spend too long talking about it. But uh, so Wine Country follows Amy Poehler and Pals uh, as they travel to, is it California? Mm-hmm. California, Wine Country. Stay in a nice Airbnb uh, with six lady pals and... They all have stuff going on. Current man. Sorry. Um so yeah, they've all got they've all got this stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. And they're wondering if they're as good of friends as they were before, I guess. So not much plot. Not much plot. Coming of age story for fifty year olds. That's right. It's a it's a fiftieth birthday party for Rachel Dratch's character. Um and it's full of really brilliant performers and some funny ideas but the actual the actual execution of these funny ideas just didn't come off as funny to me Mm. it it definitely reeked of a movie that netflix is for let's give some funny people some money go and make a movie and then the funny people have gone oh cool and got their pals and went somewhere they really wanted to go these films are never in you know a desert are they it's like let's make a film about wine california nice you know classy places and they've made a movie um 
that is about as forgettable as as anything I've seen in a long time. We both found it really boring, didn't we? We yeah. had to take a walk in the middle of it. We did. We had to split it up, and it was only an hour and a half, hour, hour and forty five minutes long. So let's talk about the cast. Though we got Rachel Dratch, who was I thought very good. Oh yeah, she's amazing. Amy Poehler, Paula Pell, Maya Rud- Rudolph, Maya Anna, Rudolph, Maya Rudolph, Aya Anna Gisteya. Uh huh. Oh, sorry, the homage to Adam Flinty here. <laughs> So, um, lots of familiar uh, funny ladies from SNL, Bridesmaids, all kinds of comedies from uh, the last few years. Uh, you kind of, it, I mean, it, there were some definitely shades of Bridesmaids about it, but without the uh, laughs. It sort of felt like it wanted to be Bridesmaids for middle-aged ladies, mm. and it didn't have the same sort of gross-out humor that Bridesmaids did, which I didn't love about Bridesmaids, but it also just didn't... I don't know. There was a really funny scene with a bunch of millennials. It was a bit of a face-off at an art show between the middle-aged women and the and the millennials, and that was quite funny. It was kind of funny. It provided the possibly only laugh uh, of the film. I did hear you laugh at that part. I did. It's true. I admit it. And well done for drinking wine during this review, Thank you. I just want to keep it all on brand. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this film, I think if you like Bridesmaids a lot, then you might have a chance of liking this, but not as much. Um, Aside from that, I'm not sure who this is for. I think it's for the people that made it to have a nice laugh with their mates in a nice place. I think there's a nice theme of, like prioritizing friendship and being honest about what's going on in your life, I guess. And But none of it worked. It, there wasn't a cohesive storyline. No, it no. wasn't well thought out. It was it was lazy, I feel like, the whole thing. Mm. No characters were really kind of developed. Uh, they all had one character trait yeah. and stuck to that. Um, and I just felt it was a kind of cop out yeah i agree i agree netflix i mean we were talking before about if you can give some throw some money at some projects i mean it's tempting to go with the big names uh but are they as going to deliver as good a product as someone that really is hungry for it and Mm -hmm. wants that chance and i feel like all the streaming gems that we've reviewed are the latter Mm -hmm. right people that are hungry that want it that are trying out something new. And whenever Netflix have thrown money at very established, talented people, I feel like they've provided subpar product Mm. in general. Um, Feel free to rebut any of of that theory, but... No, I agree. I also... um, It was interesting, the characters weren't... They all loved each other, and they were good to each other, but they weren't very likable... In they general, weren't likable people. They weren't very nice to anyone else. There was only one character who was like nice to everyone, and, and it was a joke that she was mm. nice to everyone. Like that was they made fun of her for being so nice. Mm. If that, you saw this group on holiday, you would think they were assholes. Yeah, yeah. Do you notice I said assholes? I did. So you'd understand Thank being American. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna go with a big old two out of five. I think two out of five because I really, I. I really love the actresses in this movie, and there were a couple of funny moments and good performances, but I overall did not enjoy watching it. Okay. So if you really love them, if you love these characters and you can forgive a lot of, uh, you know, poor character development, then um, give it a whirl. 
Otherwise, stay clear. That's what she said. These women I have known for 20 plus years. And yeah, sometimes I want to tell this one to fuck off. You want me to fuck off? That's what intimacy looks like. This one's good. What's it called again? White wine. Ugh, freaking love it. John, it's been a minute since you've been on the pod, and it's been a minute since we've played a game together, and I'm bringing a new game along. So this one is going to be called Call It Imaginary. Um, The idea of this is basically I'm going to say a name of an actor, and John has to say a number to me, and then I'll say Call It. So, for example, John, if I said Tom Hanks, give me a number. Five. You would have to name five films with Tom Hanks in. If you can do that, you get five points and we do it back and forth. You can't use Tom Hanks now, sorry dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically, John's got the same for me and I'll do this with other guests and we'll have a little league table. It'll be a bit of fun. So does that make sense, John? Yes, I'm a bit worried about this one. Could be exposed here. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> just some ground rules. Just some ground rules. Uh, you can't be umming and ahhing for ages. Like, if it sounds like you're just going, uh, then that's it. You, yeah, you You've lost. You don't get any points that mm-hmm. round. Uh, if I hear any tapping or using the phones, <laughs> that's it. Disqualified as well. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I think that's that's it, really, for the integrity of the game. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? So just to be clear with the with the number, uh, so I've got to say what I think you will get. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, say, I tell you an actor's yeah. name and you say how many films that person has been off the top of your like head. How many, how many think you can guess off the top okay, of your head? cool. And you have to guess that number. If you don't, then you, you don't get any points. If you do, you get that number of points. Winner has the most points at the end and we've got three, three rounds we're going to do. All right, done. Okay. Do you, like, you ready to go first then? I'll give you the Join name. In. Hit me. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg, call it. Four. All right, go. <laughs> Sister Act 1, Sister yep. Act 2, yep. Ghost. Yep. And no, oh, oh god. Oh shit. Ah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> oh, see the pressure. The pressure. I don't like the pressure, man. Um yeah. Okay. All right, hit me. Hit All me. right. Jessica Chastain. Free. Hit me. It chapter 2. Mhm. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Interstellar. All right, well done, mate. Well done. You get three points. Three points. Three points. Okay, you ready, John? Jeff Daniels, call it. Four. Okay, go. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, 101 Dalmatians. Um, Yeah. Why do I keep thinking of the newsroom? That's obviously a TV show. Done. Oh. You're done. You're stuttering oh, there, pal. No. Oh. So stu- oh, this- it's hard, hard. I need to get on a roll. Okay. Um, all right. Flinty. Joaquin Phoenix. Call it. Four. Okay. She. Yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. Walk the line. Yeah. We were never really here. Um, I mean, there was a bit of hesitation, but... Uh, was it we were never really here? Oh, it's no, you were, we never, were never here really or something here. like that. I, so got that. I think... Yeah, I've lost it, I've lost <laughs> in it. The, uh, 
Yeah, in the interest of me uh, not losing by complete windfall, no points for you, sir. <laughs> okay, okay. So we were talking about him earlier. He's a lovely man. Keanu Reeves, call it. Four. Go on in. Oh, what? I could have used the sequels. John Wick 1, John Wick 2, <laughs> John Wick 3, <laughs> The Matrix. Can I go higher? Six, Matrix 2, No, Matrix no, three. four. You've done... Bill and Ted's. Bullshit, four. Oh, I could have had ten. Oh, I'm so annoyed. I know, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. When you said Jessica Chastain, I, like, I had a load of ideas, but I was like, I couldn't be sure. So I thought I'd play it safe just to get some points on the board. So you are currently ahead. Sequels count, right? Yes, yeah, sequels count. Oh, mate, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get this right. You could be, like, on the 20s, you know, like, with one actor. Oh. See? See, there's some fun in this yeah, game. Yeah, I'm in, I've, I'm in, mate. This is the best one since uh, Talk Silly to me. <laughs> okay, so final one for me. Uh, I've got to try and claw back at least one point. I've got a better one point to be ahead of you and hope you don't get any in your final one. So what's my what's my final one? I've given you a flipping, an easy one as well. Morgan Freeman. Six. Hit me. Uh, Armageddon. Bruce Almighty, yep. Evan Almighty, Robin Hood, Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen. Did I say six? Or how, I can't remember what my I number was. That was six, yeah. Six years. Yes. London Has Fallen. Yes, yeah, he's been, oh, uh, he was in yeah. all, all those in films. All, okay, good. All right. Uh, well, I thought, I thought you, so that puts me on nine. I was hoping you were going to go with like 12 and then not quite get it, but... Um, I was going to, but I was like, no, fuck it, stay of six, stay of six. Like he, you've, you've got to basically do five or more now in this one, otherwise that's it. Oh, I've it. got you're, a chance. You're done. I've got a chance to do it, have I? You have, you have. So this is your so final one. So what do I need one. to win? Is it five to win? Five or more. Oh. No, six or more, sorry. Okay, well, whatever it is, I'm saying six. <laughs> okay, all right then. Uh, you, you might actually do this. Jim Carrey, call it. Six. Ace Ventura one, Ace Ventura two, the mask, dumb and dumber. Uh, um, ah, you underdog, dude. That's it. Nah, you're done. You're Bruce done, Almighty. mate. <laughs> it was on a plate. It was on a plate. Oh, what? No, that's not right. I can't believe. Do you know what it was? <laughs> I was going like chronological and I missed out. Oh, I missed out. Uh, me, myself, and Irene should have done that. And then I was thinking of the Truman Show, and I, for some reason, I just thought of it was, I thought of different names that weren't the Truman Show. Mate, that's a horrible game because it just puts you on the spot. But I do like it. I like the pressure. I'm sweating, not sweating as much as you because you're very sick. But, uh... <laughs> well, there you have it, John. I just about called it one more than you, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing this one again. If you've got ideas for actors that we could use for this, then get in contact with us on Twitter at TalkFilms. taking the time to listen to this podcast if you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it please click on the like subscribe follow whatever button it is that you get more content from talk filmy to me i just want to apologize for being so fucking ill on this podcast but i dragged myself out of bed i know small violin to make sure this pod came out next week we're going to be at london comic-con and uh, yeah we've got some awesome stuff lined up for that John how can people find you you can find me far away from Flinty uh, you can find me on Twitter at Descamento 
doing remote podcasts with Lenny until he's better. Right, well, on that on that bombshell, uh, stay filmy till next time. Bye bye. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and baby. Talk filmy to me.